Welcome everybody to Sports Focus. I'm your host Frank. I have Mr. Sussi and Dede with me here in studio and we have a lot to talk about. We are going to be reviewing Chelsea's win yesterday. We are going to be talking Liverpool, Manchester City in the weekend and we are going to tell you or debate who the best goalkeeper in the league is. So stick with us. So we are going to start with Chelsea coming up with the win against Spurs on Thursday. Uh, Jorginho having the last say in the game, scoring the penalty in the 25th minute to give Chelsea a 1-0 victory. So Thomas Tuchel, first three games, unbeaten, no goals considered. That's a good start. So Dede, how good has Chelsea been under Thomas Tuchel and how good can they be uh, going forward in the season? Well, under Thomas Tuchel, Chelsea had been really brilliant. Like, they've been so brilliant. For the fact that he could bring people that were like bench warmers up to the first team and they are performing. Like you can see the likes of Odoi. Yes, he was doing well, but now he's very brilliant. This guy is looking like a very young Ganabri. Like I see like similarities with Ganabri. You've seen Alonso that's been out of the team for a long time. He comes up and the guys bring results with James and everyone. So I believe Chelsea they're really playing like a team. Like from the last game, they're not just like a ragtag team, like I said before. They're actually playing way better like a team and they had chemistry. See Rudiger with Thiago Silva playing so well. I thought that Yes, before I was saying, yes, Zuma is like one of our best in defence, but Rudiger is actually keeping up with Thiago Silva, who is actually a world-class defender. That guy is so good. And for the fact that he has an history with Tuchel, that's really helping. But Chelsea has been brilliant. I believe going forward, for the fact that these are our bench formers before, under Lampard, doing so well, I believe now the other players that we also want to step up so that we to do so well in the future. And yes, just before we move this on to the sports part of the conversation, you said there are players that need to step up. And I think for me, one of them has to be Timo Werner. Timo Werner last year had 28 goals and 8 assists for RB Leipzig. He has 4 so far this season. He is projected to finish the season with at most 8 goals, which is not very good. So for me, if Chelsea are going to hit that height, they need their centre forward to score goals. The, last, the game against Spurs ended 1-0. It could have gone bad quickly. Tottenham could have scored and he had chances. The chances are coming, but he is not getting it. So for me, Timo Werner is a very important piece. In one of those players that you said should step up, obviously, Havertz. Those, those are conversations for another day. But we are going to move this on to the sports part of it. And we are taking this to you, Sosa, Mr. Sosa, sorry. I take it this to you. Sports have, like we said in the last um, episode, sports were red hot at some point, but they have just been bad. Like, so bad. So... What next for sports? How bad are they? Well, like I said before, sports without Kane, they have nothing to offer. And that is what exactly what happened yesterday. They were so ah, they were so bad, they couldn't create chances. It's only towards the end of the game that they were able to pull, you know, some attacks together. But before that, there were just no chance created. Chelsea controlled most of the game. It's just that the scoreline even flatters sports by the end of the game. So I feel now the problem is 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 the team the problem or is Mourinho too defensive minded? Because now we're seeing that anytime sports set up, they always set up like a defensive unit. They don't want to attack. They always want to like attack us. Then we'll counter you and you know show you what we got. But now they are not even good at the counter because their main man, the man that pulls the string, is not there anymore. So now I feel sports. It will be very hard for them to finish in the top four without Kane. And if Kane should come back. Will he be able to fit right into the team again? Because you know how players are when they come back from injury. So now I just believe that 
Spurs, they have a lot of work to do and I don't know if Jose is the right man to even push them forward. Strong words from you. Jose Mourinho is a serial winner and this is a team that made the Champions League final. So, I, and don't get me wrong, I am still skeptical about Mourinho, obviously because of negative football that he plays. Um, yeah, but, but let us just maybe further talk about the Mourinho aspect of it, which is sports being heavy on defense. This is how Mourinho has always played. Is it should he change the style of play, or is it the players that are not buying into the system? You know, like I don't know if you know, like football has always developed, and Mourinho is a is a you know is a very stubborn man, and he has not or will not change the way he plays. He feels the way he has played, and and you know the way he has played has been very good, and those and the way he has played has won him his serial titles, all his trophies. This is the way he has always been played, but now he's with a sports side that you know they are not they don't have the winner's mindset. So now he has to rebuild because now this is a rebuilding process i know when he first came to chelsea he did that at chelsea but chelsea had the money to you know to fund and to buy the players he needed but sports now are a different side they don't have as much money and it will take more time and does Mourinho have that kind of patience to wait until you know because Mourinho is the kind of coach that when he comes it's an instant impact and if he's not having that kind of impact in the team i don't know i've not seen a jose side that develops over time it's always you get Jose, you win trophies. Mm. Now that if he cannot win trophies immediately, I don't know if he will be able to do that over time. Yeah, that's a very good point. Jose Mourinho has always been an impact man, but so far this season, he's not been able to impact players like Dele Ali, who I think a lot of us thought would be a very important part in, in Spurs' push for a Premier League title. And we are going to now move on to the big game this weekend. Liverpool face Manchester City. And we have obviously a lot to talk about it liverpool have not been very good over the past few weeks over the course of the season really um, since van dyke went down and Dede, we are going to move this to you just to tell us about the liverpool part of it what is liverpool's ceiling this season do you think they are going to finish in the top four or not I believe they have what it takes to finish in the top four. Yes, they don't have Van Dijk, but that does not remove the champion quality they have. They still have Mani, they have Salah, they have Firmino, they have one of the deadliest three in the Premier League, so front three in the Premier League. So, you know, definitely, yes, their defence is a problem, the team chemistry is a problem, but I believe they can still push for it. They just have to try to fix their defensive issues. Okay, so defensive issues, obviously, without Van Dijk, it's going to be a problem. Uh, Robertson has never really been a very good defender, but the production he gave last year in terms of assists have not really been to that level. But is there any other... Like, what is wrong with Liverpool in terms of... Because they still have the front three, but they are just not getting it done. Obviously, Mane has been down the past few weeks, but is there any other thing wrong systemically with, with Liverpool? See, I know nothing really changed, though, but I believe... One, I believe the team chemistry, like this shows the importance of Virgil van Dijk because it gives this confidence to the team. Because now they are just playing like a team that, I don't know, they are not familiar with each other. So you see that this lack of connection when they are going up front, because that's the problem. They go up front and it all goes to shit show. They are not able to kill the game and able to finish. Like that's so sad. Like that's why you see them losing this season in their home ground. That's so I believe 
first of all, the impact of Vegvadak on the team. Then injuries was a very big blow to them this season. Come simply as coming in and going out, coming in and going out in the midfield, in the defense. So I believe that affected them a lot. Injuries and further than missing Virgil van Dijk. <clears throat> That's a very good point. I think a lot has been said about the impact Virgil van Dijk has made to this Liverpool team. Not him not being there, I think his impact might actually have been understated so far. And obviously, we've talked about their defence and the lack of creativity they've had in, the in their, not their defence, sorry, their midfield. They have players that are suited to the club style of play, energy players that can press the ball, but no one that can really find the extra pass to get goals. And that is probably what is haunting them right now. And they are going to face a team that is red hot defensively, Manchester City. And we're going to move this to you, Sosa, because you like Manchester City now this season, obviously, because Chelsea have not really been very good. So your jumping ship, which is, which is not, not a very good mood, move. Manchester City have been good without Aguero and the last game without Kevin De Bruyne. Can anyone beat Manchester City? Well, we all know who Pep is. Apart from mine. Uh, we all know who Pep is and how Pep does it. Man, you know why Man City is so good is because Pep sets up a system. And it does not matter if he loses some players. The system will always get him the results. And now we are seeing players like John Stones now rejuvenated. John Stones has been solid. I don't think they have lost a game or even considered so much if John Stones plays at the back. We see a stud in Diaz. So their defense is... is is tight and is locked. And their goalkeeper in Ederson, that guy is, 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 is a baller. He can pick out a pass, any kind of pass. Yes. And he will, and he will get you because their, their attack always starts from, head, from Ederson. So, and he always gets the team moving immediately. So now they have not had Aguero. And Jesus has been out for a lot of time. He has not always been, you know, starting in this team. We have seen Ferran starting up front, Sterling starting up front. It does not matter. They say that City was not scoring a lot of goals in the beginning, but now they have started getting the results. They are only considered 13 goals this season. They are going to do it again, which they have done before. Last season was just a hiccup in error because they should have even won the last season. It was that there was a better team. But now Liverpool has fallen behind, and we have a City side that cannot be stopped right now. And no team in the league can beat them at the moment. Apart from Manchester United, I think that was a good point with the system. I think I just love that point because... Building a system is what Pep Guardiola just loves to do. Creating a machine that it does not matter who he puts into that system. If De Bruyne goes down, he has Gundogan, like you said, Phil Foden. He does not really need a striker so far as the rest of the players are playing to the system. And that is fantastic. So just before we pause and get into the next phase of um, the show, I would like to get score predictions. And this time, um, yeah, let us start with Didi. Liverpool against Manchester City. Score predictions, please. Let's see. Three goals. I believe. 2-1. 2-1 for Manchester City. Mr. Sosse, predictions. I don't see Liverpool scoring in that game. 2-0 City win. I don't see Liverpool scoring either. But I don't see three goals. So 1-0 Manchester City. So yeah, those are going to be our predictions. We have them written somewhere and we'll probably wager something off, off air. 
Um, when we get back, we are going to be talking who the best goalkeeper in the Premier League is and our agree to or disagree segment is also coming up next. Porto to win the Champions League has to beat Partizan Belgrade, Real Madrid, Marseille, Olympique Lyon, Manchester United. Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm European champion, so I'm not one of, of the bottle. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. Welcome back to Sports Focus. I'm still here with Swasi and Didi. And we are going to, just before we talk about we have our big goalkeeper uh, debate. We are going to do the agree or disagree segment. You guys know the rules. I'm going to make a statement. You're going to tell me whether you agree. And in 30 seconds, you're going to give me the reason why you agree or disagree. Are we ready? Yes. Yes, we are. Are we ready? Yes, yeah, we are. Let's do this! Okay, okay. So the first statement now is this. And obviously, I'm going to have a little build-up. Liverpool have been not so good this season. They currently sit fourth in the Premier League standings. Uh, they are not scoring goals. They are conceding goals. So this is the statement. Liverpool will not finish in the top four this season. Mr. Sossi, agree or disagree? Your time starts now. Disagree. Because Liverpool is Liverpool and they are the defending champions and they have too much quality to not finish in top four. So for just that reason, they will finish in top four. Okay, great. You did that in 10 seconds. That was, that was fast. Um, Didi, you have your own agree or disagree question now. And we know how good Aston Villa have been. We know how bad they were last season. So there is, you know, there have been progress. And thanks to who? Dean Smith. So here's your statement. Dean Smith has been the manager of the season so far. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Why? Because have you seen West Ham this season? Like, they have been brilliant, like, shockingly brilliant. So, for me, it's David Moyes. They've been brilliant. Okay, this is not a speed contest. This <laughs> <laughs> is not a speed contest. Well, I like it. I like it. We are going to... We have a, a, ooh, a third statement for Mr. Sote. And Big Sam came into the league with... Or is known around the league for being the saviour. You're about to get relegated. You call Big Sam. Your problems are over. But I am not so sure that this West Brom job is going to be as easy as he thought it would be. So the question or the statement is this. Big Sam will be relegated with West Brom this season. Agree or disagree? Ooh, this is, this is a juicy one. But I will have to disagree. Why? Because he's Big Sam and Big Sam does not go down. It's like saying the sun will not rise. Big Sam does not go down. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. That was good stuff. Um, yeah, Big Sam does not go down. But we'll see. We'll see at the end of the season. And the last agree or disagree question is for you, Didi. And a guy that is very dear to your hearts, obviously, from him being <laughs> on your FPL team. Anthony Marshall has been hot and cold for most of his time at Manchester United. And um, he has not really had the best performances playing as a number nine this season. Last year, he was okay. He was actually good. He's got a bunch of goals. But so far this season, he has been finding it difficult. So the statement is this. Anthony Marshall is not a centre-forward. Agree or disagree? Totally agree. 
is not a center forward. He's mentioned him being wonderful last season. I have wanted to say to that. Deception, deception, deception. <laughs> okay. Okay, that was record time. That was nine seconds. That was actually nice. But it's not speed because Marshall is not a striker. He can't hold up play. He can't he just can't. He's just not a striker. And with that, we are going to have the grand finale. The debate on who the best goalkeeper in the league is. Now, I wanted to start first, but I think I have forgotten who I picked. So I am going with over to Dede. Dede, who is the best goalkeeper in the Premier League and obviously why? Okay, for me, I believe it's Nick Pope. Nick Pope? Yeah, because he's such a brilliant young man. He's a very good goalkeeper. And I believe, I don't know, I see potential in him. He's, he doesn't have the best backline in the league, but still, he's still up there among when you're talking about saves. Mm-hmm. And I believe they see the same thing. That's why he's part of the England squad. Mm-hmm. So the, he has lots of potential. He doesn't have the best backline, but he's still able to like try his best. So I believe he's in a better team with a better backline. He'll be able to keep the clean sheets coming. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, Nick Pope is the fine young man like you said but he's not the best goalkeeper in the Premier League the best goalkeeper in the Premier League so far has clearly been Emi Martinez for Aston Villa obviously he has been part of the transformation that Aston Villa has had this season um, second most clean sheets in the league he's just he's, he has brought in a certain level of leadership to the team he's one of the go- he's a, he was a goalkeeper that Aston Villa actually took a gamble on because he has not had this amount of game time for a top team ever he has had loan spells in the championship obviously he was exposed to a lot of game time for us towards the end of last season for us now but Aston Villa took a gamble on Emi Martinez and it has worked out brilliantly he has been one of their best players probably one of the best players in the Premier League so far this season um yeah and for me he has to be uh, the best player, uh, the best goalkeeper in the Premier League. Uh, but let's hear what Jesus' wrong, obviously wrong <laughs> opinion about the best goalkeeper in the Premier League is. Well, uh, you guys have made some good choices, but at the end of it all, who does the Golden Glove go to? The goalkeeper with the most clean sheets. And so far this season, that has been Henderson. He has been brilliant with the City. You know, I know, I know clean sheets is a collective effort, but the title goes to the goalkeeper. And for that reason, Ederson has been brilliant. And he has also made some key saves when they actually needed him. Like that game against Leeds, they would have lost that game if not for Ederson. Ederson made a brilliant double save in that game. And that kept sitting in the game to hold out for the draw. He has been brilliant in other areas of the team. Ederson can pick out a pass. He's like an extra midfielder in the team. So for that reason, maybe when, maybe if you know, Martinez gets, you know, couple of more years under his belt, he can compete with Ederson. But Ederson has been brilliant and he has proven it over the years and he's the best goalkeeper in the league now and forever. <laughs> <laughs> now and forever. Uh, yes, okay, so um, the answer to the question, the right answer to the question was Emi Martinez. Uh, yeah, I win the trophy and that's, uh, if you want, you don't need a goalkeeper to pass, like you have midfield players. Um, and that would be the end to our show for today. But no, we have one more thing before we go. And my one more thing before we go is Eden Hazard. I saw uh, this tweet from ESPN FC. Um, Eden Hazard has had more injuries than goals scored and assists combined since he came to Real Madrid, which is sad. This is a player that has been super consistent for Chelsea. One of the 
top three players in the world i think as he points um, at chelsea and he has just been unable to stay fit so eden hazard i know you listen to this podcast eat well train well stay fit and just do the right thing do the right thing okay my one more thing for go is did you know that Mourinho has never in his entire career lose twice consecutive home games in a row and funny the irony was he lost to Chelsea for his twice consecutive de- um, defeat in a row throughout his entire career that's my one last thing that's fine that's fine <laughs> one more thing Robertson has had the most touches in the Premier League this season with about 2,000 plus touches okay and on that note we are going to end a very wonderful show that we had today lovely to have you guys here we are going to have more of this so yeah you guys keep listening subscribe yes and um, cheers can't you guys yeah stay safe fam take care it is Kieran Chippier it is delicious